And let's end this show on a musical note and an interview from CKNW contributor Eric Chapman today in British Columbia, today on this National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. I don't know if you've caught this doc on Netflix called Rumble, The Indians Who Rock the World. It's uh, the executive producer on it is award-winning guitarist Steve Stevie Salas, who is Indigenous and American. He's played with the likes of Rod Stewart, the Rolling Stones, many others, and has had a solo career as well. This one looks into all the different uh, Indigenous artists in America who many, many hid their identities over the years out of, out of essentially necessity, guys like Link Ray, another famous musician. Uh, and really, this is all about Salas's exploration of what it meant to be Indigenous in America, but also what it meant to be a rock star and what they contributed as Indigenous, the Indigenous community contributed to music in America, specifically music like the blues that everyone, everyone always associates with the struggle of African Americans in the South, but also Indigenous people uh, played a role in that too. Uh, so today, Salas sat down with CKNW Vancouver as contributor Eric Chapman and chatted with him about Indigenous influences on music and the blues. When I was younger, I, I really liked it because obviously I learned how to play guitar. I never took a lesson. So therefore, the blues was sort of a foundation to what, the way I played guitar. Being a Native American guy, my grandfather on my mother's side, who was Apache, used to sit around and play this kind of blues style. It was like, wow, I love that. So the blues was your gateway drug. That's... That's a great way to get into it. <laughs> it is. The way I play guitar. You know, I, play, I was playing with Billy Gibbons uh, last Saturday as special guest at the, the San Diego Blues Festival. He, I flew out and, and played with him as a, as a guest. And, you know, the first song we played was, um, it was a standard. I can't think of the name of it right now, you know. And, yeah. and it was cool. And, and all the blues fans liked it. But then we kicked into, we kicked into friggin' LaGrange. And it was like, that's a blues song, man, but right. it rocks, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, he's like, and he's singing about, you know, House of Overfree, he's singing about prostitutes. And so, you know, it, 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 it's definitely a gateway to to many subjects. I'm the slave connection, really, if you really listen, was about people who were were downtrodden, the people who were beaten down, the people who were invisible. So runaway slaves, indigenous people, a lot of the Scottish and the Irish, where the British thought that they were, you know, disgusting, you know, vermin, you know, the way the way white people thought Apaches were, were savages, you know, I think the British thought the Scottish were savages. They were like the, they were like the white Indians, right? So these guys are all in the States and they're creating um, not just music and style mixing in you know african polyrhythms with with four on the floor from the indigenous powwow beats you know that what they're doing also is they're creating food and they're creating style and they're creating clothing uh, uh that ended up being adopted by everyone else and then the credit was taken for by everybody else as well right you were talking about the you know four on the floor and all that stuff if they're listening to to music or the blues where is that rhythm what should they be listening for Okay, well, you know, the, 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 the powwow beat, I mean, the, the native beat really is what, it's the heartbeat of the human, it's the heartbeat of the planet, you know. Right? It's, it's the heartbeat. It's the heartbeat of the human being. It's the heartbeat of the earth as one. And that's where that beat, that's the four on the floor. 
you know? So that's just the rhythm of the planet. It's the rhythm of the people, the people's people. course code goes into the music because the music is all about whatever that feeling is okay so back to the blues yeah i was always brought up growing up in san diego california uh even later on when i was traveling the world and i started to become a young rock star you know because I, I i made it really young i mean i i started playing with george clinton only a couple of years out of high school in bootsy collins and and then i had a number one record in 1987 with was not was that came out of the blue that that was a part of it and and then I joined Rod Stewart. And I went giant, you know, then everything, my whole world changes. Gigantic Madison Square Gardens and private planes and all that madness. I wrote a book about it, actually. But so it changed so fast from young at a young age. I was always led to believe since I played with so many famous people in England and I actually got my recording contract in England. I was always led to believe that the blues was, a, was an African-American art form. I just thought it was. The Delta Blues came from the Delta Mississippi as African-Americans. Later on, as I got older, you started to realize that there's a lot of natives that are actually super dark skin. I started to realize people used to see me. I was on the, on the cover of the newspaper in like 1990 or 91 with my girlfriend at the Kentucky Derby. And people thought I was an African-American. I was in Washington, D.C. speaking. I was at the White House yesterday talking. And I was with, with a Sioux Indian named Jason Braveheart. And literally, people didn't know what he was. He thought he was a big black guy. He, I mean, he's, he looked. To me, that's nothing like a African American person at all. He's a Sioux Indian, so people just don't know. Jimmy, God, you black me. But once you know it, it's it's the truth is right in front of your face. Once you realize it, so I'll I'll use an example. Uh, and uh, when George Harrison played his first concert away from the Beatles, he played the concert for Bangladesh at Madison Square Gardens. Okay. Um, I've seen this footage since I was a little kid a million times. He's got Clapton on one side. He's got Ringo Starr behind him. He's got Jim Keltner behind him. He's got um, uh, Leon Russell on the keyboards right there. He's got Klaus Bormann on bass. And I never saw the big, gigantic Kiowa Indian, Jesse Ed Davis, who's standing right beside him, wearing, dressed like an Indian, too, on that stage. When I was a little kid, I would have saw him. And I would say, hey, there's an Indian on that stage. It was as if he was invisible. <laughs> Until I went to make Rumble, and I really started getting into it, and I said, holy sh**, all I ever saw was Clapton. How did I not see Jesse Ed Davis standing right there? Because when I joined Rod Stewart, I had to play a lot of Jesse Ed Davis's guitar parts, and I used to read his name on the liner notes, and I never knew he was a Native American. I just thought he was some famous guitar player, played with, played with you know, with uh, John Lennon and, and Elton John and all these people. I had no idea he was a Native American. I'm a Native American. When I actually, when I played Madison Square Gardens for the first time, 
I kissed the stage at Soundcheck thinking I might be the first Native American to ever play this stage. Not knowing Robbie Robertson was a Native American who played already, and Jesse and Davis, and you know, so there's ignorance everywhere until you learn. Uh-huh. 